Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we are continuing our series, BAP. <laughs> B-A-P. Uh-huh. What does that stand for? Build a posse. We are building a crew, and this time it's a posse. That's it. We're hitting the trail, hunting down outlaws, maybe each other's posses to claim the, mm. the Curly's gold. I don't know. <laughs> Curly's gold. That's a sequel <laughs> that was sequel to City Slickers, right? Yep. Don't talk about it too much because that's on my brain because it's in my notes. Oh, okay. It's one of my possibles. <laughs> I, I love City Slickers, but oh. maybe we'll get to that. So we have done uh, two so far, right? Yes, we have done Gunslinger and Tracker. Yes. Your Gunslinger is John Wick. Yep. And your your Tracker is... Lou Diamond Phillips playing Standing Bear from Longmire. And my Gunslinger is the man with no name. Yes. Which I can't ever... I'm like... Is who is it? Yeah, it makes it hard to remember. (laughs) And my tracker is Nehru from Prey. Yes, that's a good team so far. Yeah, fun. Wasn't there a Clint Eastwood movie that was kind of like that? Where he had oh, I guess that's True Grit, where the little girl has to go along with the cowboys. Oh yeah, that's a. I really like the uh, Haley Steinfeld was in the reboot. Yeah, yeah. Teenage Haley Steinfeld. There you go. Well, you're kind of doing that theme. Good job. But uh, yeah, so we are going to pick our three favorite doctors this time well, I, to go would, with our posse. Definitely something we need because we're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. We're going to get snake bit. Yep. Probably going to eat some bad food. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely drink some water. Mm-hmm. Dysentery. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think all the Oregon Trail <laughs> obstacles. Oh, <yeah. laughs> but we need a doctor for all those. Mm-hmm. And of course, we want to thank John Jordan, the Rango Kid. <laughs> for uh, setting us up. And if, if you guys have ideas for future Build-A-Crews, let us know. Thank you, partner. Yeah, thank you, partner. Howdy. Since I do a lot of talking up front, I say, Mikey, go ahead. What's Who's your third pick for Old West Doctor? Uh, well, I'll ask your opinion first. Did you have an easy time or a hard time with this one? This was really hard. Okay. Mainly because... The most of the Old West doctors I came across were like town folk. Yeah. Yep. And, and town folk really don't head out on the trail with a posse. Yeah, they usually stay in town. Yeah. Hence, town folk. <laughs> it's all coming together now. <laughs> now, same for me. Like, I, this was a real brain teaser. I had to do extra Googles and go to mm-hmm. the, the, the third or fourth page of the results to sort of get anywhere. Now, I don't know if either of us picked the easy one. The easiest one's Doc Holiday. <laughs> yeah, it is. But... I didn't pick Doc Holiday because it's too easy. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting because Doc Holiday isn't a doctor of medicine. Yeah. Really. I think he was a dentist. But that wasn't <laughs> Cue all the letters from dentists. <laughs> we're real doctors. Even in the Wild West times. <sighs> we were necessary. You can die from an <laughs> infected tooth. It's true. And scurvy, isn't that a teeth thing? Uh, Need them limes. Uh, but our doctor doesn't necessarily have to be a doctor. Our producer, mm. Not Scott, let us know that. No, thanks, Not Scott. And I'm going to speak for him. I couldn't find a doctor in Three Amigos, which I'm assuming <laughs> would have been his, his pick. 
but I do know a doctor he loves, and that's Dr. Buckaroo Banzai. So yeah, yes, I'm going to assume that would be his pick, and I'm sure he'll let me know after yes. he hears this. <laughs> yes, it is the movie he overrates the most. Uh, but for my first doctor pick, my third pick that didn't make the cut because he's a bad guy. <laughs> it's Dr. Arliss Loveless, played by Kenneth Branagh from the amazing movie Wild Wild West. If your name is Loveless, can you be a good guy ever? And especially with that alliteration, Arliss Loveless, oh. like it sounds like you're up to no good. Wiki 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 wiki. <laughs> That's all we can do without having to pay. Yes. Wiki 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 wiki. Wow wow. <laughs> now you say West, and we can get away with it. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so Wild Wild West was the, the Will Smith vehicle yes. from 1999, right yeah. around the millennium era. Like, Will Smith was huge, uh-huh. getting jiggy with it was blowing mm-hmm. up, so it was Wild Wild West. I mm-hmm. think that song was bigger than the movie. Definitely. I think I, I think when I think of scenes from the movie, I'm actually thinking of scenes from the video. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which they I think they just took a whole bunch of B-roll from the movie and mm, matched yeah. it all together. They for, did, but they also had him, like, dancing around a town on fire or something from what I recall. <laughs> it's sort of a train wreck of a movie and it has it a train wreck in it, but <laughs> there's a soft spot in my heart for it. I know it's not a great movie, yeah. but it is really fun Were to watch. Were you like school, teenage, school age? Oh. 99, so yeah, I would have been in high school. Yeah. Perfect age yes, for a Wild Wild For West. that kind of movie, for sure. Yep. Yeah. I, that That's like, that's very forgivable for you to love that. No, it's yeah. That's part of our positivity train over here, speaking of trains. That's it. Is that, you know, you have to, like, meet people where they're at, and you see something when you're, like, 14, 15, 16. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I, just a little side note. I was watching an interview with Topher Grace, uh-huh. and he was saying how when you're a younger age at a theater, it all seems like a dream. It's like, because the big screen, it's like you're watching a dream. For sure. So you like aren't as critical and you just, everything just washes over you. And so you'll put up with stuff that you, that critics won't put up with. Oh, for sure. And the audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway, that's yeah. was. And I'm totally with it. And like, the more you learn about it, the more you can see the cracks, but right. the childhood eyes, oh, right. that's why I love movies because I've watched so many of them in that state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but Kenneth Branagh is almost, he's third billing in this movie, which is crazy, because it's yeah. Will Smith, uh, Kevin Klein, Salma Hayek, a whole bunch of people. Oh, Salma Hayek. Yep. Big uh, fan. I'm a big fan of Salma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but Kenneth Branagh is great. He's got a dad. I'm a big fan of him too. Man, he's amazing. He's he's wonderful. He's mm-hmm. he, Is he a sir yet? He's got to be a sir. He's been in a, enough Shakespeare, I think he would make him a sir, mm. but I don't know if he actually has the OBE or whatever oh, that yeah. is, the certification. But no, he's done Hamlet. He's been much ado about nothing. Yep. He's he's a Harry big Potter. Shakespeare guy. He's he yeah. loves bringing Shakespeare to like film, and he does it really, really well. He does, and so he does a bad guy really well in this, in a Shakespearean sort of sense. Because Loveless, Doctor Loveless, is a legless ex-Confederate soldier. Loveless is legless. He is legless. Loveless. He's a he's an evil mad genius. He has a doctor of engineering. Is He's an engineering genius is where his doctorate mm-hmm. falls into. But with that doctorate, he makes robotic wheelchairs and, and rocket trains. Rocket trains. And giant mechanical spiders. Yes. I don't think they confirm it in the movie, but I think you can make the argument that Dr. Loveless is the inventor of steampunk. So oh, yeah. That's why he was uh, on my mind. I, every time I think of Wild Wild West, I think of that giant spider. This just in from the booth. Uh-oh. It is Sir Kenneth Branagh. Oh, he does have it. Yes. 
I knew he had to be. You called it. You were right. Sir Kenneth Branagh. But him being in a, a, he has the dastardly mustache. He has the cool, like, all blacked out Western bad guy wear, you know, like black coat, black shirt, black, well, no black pants because he doesn't have legs, but uh, black wheelchair. But he wants to, like, kill everybody and rule the nation with Mm -hmm. him and his rich elites. So, bad guy. Yeah. Can't have him in my posse. No. He'd get a lot of stuff done, but I think he's more our target rather than a member. Yes. You're after him. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, Dr. Arliss Loveless. Well, I never heard the Willennium before. It's interesting. I think that was was the name of the album that had all his singles on it. Oh, maybe you're right. Oh, that guy. (laughs) Hey, he, he has such a long career. I, I mean, know. And then the slap heard round the world. That's it? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my number three pick is very silly. I love it. And this was something that <laughs> we kind of table talked this a little bit okay. behind the scenes, yep. which was which was funny. But my third pick is none other than Doogie Howser, MD. <laughs> yes. And the reason why it's okay to pick him and not a John Wick way is that there was an episode of Doogie Howser called Lonesome Duke <laughs> <laughs> that was set in the Old West. That's such a, an amazing episode title name for that. Lonesome Duke. I love it. I really just want to talk about Doogie Howser a little bit because I used to watch it a lot because it came on after Wonder Years and I loved Wonder Years. That was the double feature. So yeah, so I just roll into it. The wonderful thing is that Neil Patrick Harris, who played Doogie Howser, people kind of forget about Doogie Howser now, which is kind of good for him because he couldn't get away from it for a while. Oh, that it, was his it, defining role. Right. Like Radcliffe and Harry Potter. Right. Yep. And he's destroyed it now. So some people don't even know about Doogie Howser anymore. That's um, true. Yeah. So I want to talk about Doogie Howser a little bit because it got him started and it was a phenomenon at the time. I mean, it was huge. I mean, Doogie Howser has become like a moniker for like a smart kid. A whiz kid doctor. A whiz kid, yeah. Yep. Even, not even a doctor, just any whiz kid who shouldn't be there at the age they're at. There was just a headline like two weeks ago about some, there's some kid who's like 11 and he just graduated college. Yeah. And they said Like Doogie, it's still going on. Yeah. Doogie Howser. <laughs> The the show uh, it was a regular uh, half hour weekly half hour comedy drama one of the dramedies they were making back in the late eighties early nineties yep. ran from eighty nine to ninety three it was done by Stephen Bochco and David e. Kelly together who yep. were just monsters in television back then they did L A Law NYPD Blue <laughs> Ally McBeal yep. I think Bochco's first thing in the eighties was Hill Street Blues I mean they're classic. Just, just huge shows. They usually did that. They usually did police procedurals and uh, like uh, law dramas. Yeah, yeah. Doogie Howser is the one thing in their, both of their film, no, filmography for television, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a comedy or a dramedy. I believe it, yeah. It's medical too, which is interesting. So it took the their powers combined to make a Doogie Howser. <laughs> But basically, Doogie's this whiz kid genius who graduated college when he was 12. Yes. And now he's like a 16-year-old doctor. Mm-hmm. And Neil Patrick Harris killed it. I, I loved it. He had his, his best friend, neighbor, Vinny. Vincenzo. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Doog, hey, Doog, what's going on? Doog. Doog, open the window. You know? And um, that guy, I forget what his real name is, but he went on to have a great career. He was in um, The Sopranos and everything. Yep, yep. But he was the one who like kind of 
cut him off at the knees all the time when he thought he was getting too full of himself. Yeah. Keep him grounded as right. a kid. But The Lonesome Duke is just a silly episode. It's later on, in the, I think it's season three or four. Is it a dream sequence? Is it time travel? It's, it's, a, it? it's a continuing dream sequence throughout the thing. So gotcha. he had a girlfriend, Wanda. Yes. And Wanda at one point like left town and <laughs> and she's coming back to town. And he's like watching. I literally think he's watching Good, That, Bad, and the Ugly. Or yeah. one, and, and he ends up like dozing off. And then he keeps having these like recurring dream sequences of her coming back to town. And like <laughs> she's like the she's dressed in black like the Black Bart. And of course, he's dressed like Clint Eastwood. Rolled back into town. Yeah. yeah. And that's really all it is. I don't even think he's a doctor in that world. I totally knew that was a thing, though. Yeah. Because I I don't think I've ever watched... I don't think I've watched every episode of Doogie Howser, but I've watched enough of them, and I have this mental image just frozen of young Neil Patrick Harris in Western gear, but I know he wasn't in like a Western movie, so I was like, they totally did a cowboy Doogie Howser episode. They did a cowboy Doogie Howser episode. Yeah, and that's where, of course, I discovered Robin Lively was in Doogie Howser, and I have a... The nice little story of seeing her in Savannah when I was going to school there. Oh, that's right. Filming the show Savannah. (laughs) And then saying that I saw her to a guy that I worked with who was like such a mover shaker in town that I ended up getting an autographed picture from Robin Lively. Nice. That literally said, next time you see me, you better come talk to me, young man. Or it was like written on it. (laughs) So I still have that to this day. So if I ever see Robin Lively, I'm going to bother her. And then tell her, yep. you told me in like 1995, six, <laughs> to come talk to you. You just have to be careful next time you doze off watching Doogie Howser. Yes. Otherwise, you'll end up having a Wild West flashback mm-hmm. dream sequence mm-hmm. with her involved as Black Bart. <laughs> no. Anyway, Doogie Howser was a good time. And I'm glad Neil Patrick Harris was, they call it Adam Westing it. He Adam Wested it. I don't know what that means. I know who Adam West is, the old Batman. Right. So Adam Westing is when a actor, instead of pushing back against the, they embrace it. Yep. And it kind of ends up delighting the world, which gives them more opportunities. There you go. And Adam West was known to have done that. William Shatner was known to have done that. And so did Neil Patrick Harris. He was just like, okay, I'll just lean in. He did tons of doogie hauser cameos and things i even think in like harold and kumar oh yeah 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 right yeah whoa it's doog yeah Yeah. he gets in the back of the car that's Uh a good time yeah no props to him and and the first of two times he played a doctor he was also dr horrible yes so if you wanted the evil side of it you could go with that as well i think if you took a poll though more people would recognize neil patrick harris from how i met your mother a hundred percent that's crazy a hundred percent yeah always gonna be doogie hauser in my heart Love you, Neil. That's what I'm saying. We're that guy that's on all those commercials. He does lots of commercials. That's true. And always has awesome Halloween costumes. Yes. That is a great, awesome, silly third pick. But that means we are on to our second pick. Yeah. But I'm going to tangent first because that's the style. <laughs> so this got internet got me thinking, and I yeah. didn't pick any of these, but I wanted to run it by you to just right. to get the reaction. Uh-huh. What do you think uh, if we had picked a Star Trek doctor or a Doctor Who to fill this doctor role? So I believe there is an actual episode where um, McCoy, is that the doctor from the OG Star Trek? Bones, yep. I believe there is an episode where he is a frontier doctor. Oh, awesome. I think there is. (laughs) I think I kind of remember that. Yeah. He gets 
stuck down there and has to <laughs> yeah i think there is he has to pass for a old-timey mm-hmm. doctor and i haven't watched all of doctor who but he's a time lord so they can travel through time and yeah. they know how to blend in mm-hmm. that's part of their job yeah i almost considered it because like star trek they have protocol it's first contact they know how to interact with primitive yeah. societies so mm-hmm. stick him in a posse he'd know how to fit in for sure but then I was like, which Doctor Who do I pick? And then I didn't even want to get into that rabbit hole. So I was like, all right, I'll bring this up as a silly and not make the Who nerds, the Whovians upset. The Whovians. Even though the correct answer is Chris Eccleston. Oh, oh what's up? What? Write me angry emails. It's fine. So I didn't pick a Star Trek Doctor, even though I wanted to, or a Doctor Who. A little too complex. What I did pick is I went serious. I went. I tried to do my best. Stop being silly. And I picked... <laughs> Dr. Amos Doc Cochran, played by Brad Dourif from the show Deadwood. Oh. Are you, have you seen Deadwood? I actually don't think I've seen a lot of Deadwood. They swear a lot in it, right? They do. I think I've seen some of it. Yeah. I don't think I've seen all of it. It, does, it has like, does that have Calamity Jane in it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's got some names. It's, it, it, I've seen some of it then. Yeah, it's not like historically perfect. Right. But the writers are were fans of that history, so when they could put like real things in, they did. So one of those HBO Max shows. Well, HBO like yeah, uh, back around okay. Sopranos times. Okay, that's why I've seen some of it. Yeah, because back when you can get TV shows on DVDs in right. the mail. There was a, a window where I there's like a window where I had HBO. Yep. But I didn't have it long enough to see multiple seasons of things. I get. It. So that's why I've seen some of Sopranos. Yes. <laughs> and some of that, you know. Yeah, it's not wasn't a monthly service. It yeah. was like, oh, just for a little bit. And Deadwood, like in general, I think is kind of slept on, but it mm-hmm. is very, very good. And this was sort of brought up by Red Dead Redemption and our love for that. Yeah, yeah. Like this whole brain teaser project. And I would say Deadwood is probably the closest you'll get in show form to mm-hmm. mimicking Red Dead. Yeah. So I know you're such a huge fan of that. I would say if you have a blank spot in the queue, mm-hmm. definitely watch Deadwood. Here I come, Half Price Books. Because <laughs> it's uh, Timothy Oliphant. That's where he kind of got a start. Yeah. Like that wasn't his first thing ever, but that's when his people started knowing how to say his weird mm, last name. Yeah. Conan O'Brien's real best friend. That's it. That's the weirdest pairing ever. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> the handsome swab and the goofy Conan. Yeah. yeah. They like going family vacations together. <laughs> I want to hang out there. I want to at least be the wallfly. I fit in a suitcase. (laughs) Hit me up, Timothy or Conan. It's always funny how he complains about people calling him Conan. But back to Deadwood. This is high-level crafted TV show of the Wild West. Mm -hmm. It's like Tombstone. It's like Red Dead Redemption. It's like the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's just it's a tier above just somebody being like, hey, put on these chaps and go shoot guns and ride in a line on your horses. So when it comes to their doctor, Dr. Co- Doc, I mean, he doesn't even have a name. It's just the old school. Hey, Doc. Mm-hmm. He fits the bill. He's old. He's curmudgeon He is a no BS dude. If there's something wrong with you or if he has to chop off your leg, he's like, I'm taking the leg. Like, no gruff, no bedside manner. He knows what his business because the conceit of Deadwood is that you're following the journey of a sort of gold mining town, a gold mining camp blowing up into a town. Mm-hmm. So as that's all developing, you have all these gangs coming in to try and cause conflicts or take yeah. over. The reason the doc is so awesome is he works with all the gang lords of mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> of the old west town, but because he takes care of 
the ladies, and he takes care to make sure all the medicinal supplies are in order. He gets away, like, everybody treats him right. He's everybody's friend. Even yeah, though yeah, yeah. That, Like, there's no sides mm-hmm, in Deadwood. Yeah. Everybody loves the doctor because he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy can save our life. Yeah. Leave him be. So he's protected. And I like that kind of trope in a posse doctor. Yeah, yeah. It's like, he, he gets the last word. He's the one people listen to, you know, and nobody messes with him because, like, oh, yeah, he has to stitch me up later. Mm-hmm. But this character, uh, Brad Dorif, he brings sort of like a Philip Seymour Hoffman vibe to oh, it. Oh, yeah. So it, it's like, it's very gruff, but there you can see there's like a, a warmth to it. Mm. But because he's the doctor and he has, he's seen, oh, I forget the line, but he, he's quoting the morbid stuff he saw in the army. And he's like, this is my way of life. I understand it, but don't tell me how to, how to feel or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, on all sawbones. Yeah, absolutely. To a T. Yeah. He's even got the little spectacles. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for being the epitome, he, he becomes my second pick. He's beat out just by the awesomeness of my first pick. Otherwise, he was in the running to be my pick for the mm. longest time. But I got one more better that'll come up in a minute. Oh, wow. In the meantime, go watch Deadwood. I shall. I should. I will. I'll go and get it. I have <laughs> books probably. I think they, I mean, HBO still owns it. I don't, I haven't checked Max to see if they offer it on streaming, but I would be surprised if they didn't. Mm-hmm. All right. My second pick is, it's also kind of a silly pick, but not really. But there's pretty much a whole movie dedicated to this guy doing stuff. Okay. As my second pick, Great Scott. <laughs> it's a Doc Emmett Brown, Western style. <laughs> I love it. Action figure. Marty, we got to put on chaps. <laughs> We've unabashedly talked about how much we love Back to the Future here. Yep. Yes, most people say the sequels are problematic. Mm-hmm. I've always said, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but I've always said that three is the less problematic of the two sequels. For sure. Me. Two is kind of like, I mean, it's interesting because they do the thing where you see the things happening again with the thing that happened before, but yep. which is fine. But three is like Western Back to the Future, <laughs> back to 1885. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's hilarious. Three, three definitely gets crapped on a bunch. Yeah. I think unfairly. Three is so much I would, fun. I would agree with you. I think it's I think it's a ton of fun. Yep. <laughs> and Doc Brown in this gets to shine. I, it's kind of his movie. For sure. He's stuck back there in the olden days. And it was like his favorite time period, apparently, <laughs> of the Old West. Yep. And he's just eating it up. And it's funny because I said the Old West action figure versions because you can get the Old West action figure where he's got that duster on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's got that crazy sniper rifle he built. <laughs> Doesn't he still have his goggles around his neck or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, Like as a scarf or yeah. whatever? But he shows like how like tough and ornery he can be Yeah, in, in this one. I mean, Marty's getting hung <laughs> by Mad Dog Tannen. <laughs> Old West Biff. <laughs> Old West Biff. And shoots him down with his sniper rifle. And then he's like, I can knock a flea off a dog's back. At- That's right. 300 yards or so, I forget, you know. <laughs> he goes, and it's aimed right at your head, Tannen. Ooh, it's like, yeah. dang. He fits in real yeah, well. I thought you were just some kind of crazy eccentric guy, <laughs> but in the old west. And then he falls in love with Mary Steenburgen. Ooh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? That was like 30, mid-30s Mary Steenburgen, too. When, when she's a nice, wholesome school mom. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to take her with him because he saved her. Yep. But that that rescue he does... What's going on, man? <laughs> He's like John Wayne out there. That's it. <laughs> climbing all over trains. and the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were climbing on trains. Yeah, he's got all the skills he needs to do the <laughs> old West stuff. The only thing that holds him back is that 
he can't fix anybody. He's not a medical doctor. That is true. He's just a science doctor. But that would give you an edge, like yeah. at least in the preventative sense. You know? I guess. I mean, I guess he could have like medical first aid kits from the future. <laughs> Something from way in the future, like the stuff they have in Star Trek that just goes, and then you're healed. <laughs> Full body scanned with a toothbrush, and yeah. yep, problem solved. Yeah, but then Nehru would be like, you're a witch! But then, I mean... No, she'd get it. She likes technology. <laughs> <laughs> she starts stealing it, and you just hear it. It's like, it's like quit it! I'm glad you're with me because I think three is a fun time. It's just like they it's just like they made a Western with the Back to the Future peoples. And like that's where I understand the argument of like, what are you doing? Because if you sit down and watch a triple feature of that trilogy, you're like, okay, one, awesome. Two, cool, more of the same. Three is like such a left turn. It is a left turn. We're making a cowboy movie. So like of the time and as part of the whole, a little weird. Right. But as a Back to the Future movie that happens to go Wild West... I love it. Well, the the thing is, is that that first movie is almost like the perfect movie. A yep. lot of people say, a lot of people who study film. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is that this was one of the first time they ever did two movies at once. Like they did these back to back. They filmed them. Oh, like all at weird. One. They okay. like what they did with Lord of the Rings and stuff. Well, they learned um, their lesson because they had to film the first one twice. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, too, this was another thing that came from the same interview with Topher Grace. Yeah. Where he was talking about how he likes two because people don't realize that their version of the future isn't trying to predict the future. Their version of the future is like a 50s version of the future. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to be like a 50s version of the future. And it's supposed to be, the like for some of the parts, not the right future. Right. Yeah. So... Because that was always the, some people were like, two ties, you know? <laughs> but you can do that in real life. You can go see those illustrations they used to put in those, yeah, yeah, like, the, World Fair magazines. Yeah, and just popular like, science. Yeah. Yeah. People will have bicycles with hot air balloons, yeah. and they'll fly through the right. skies. You know, it's That's that kind of what they were going for. Yeah. So, apparently. Because <laughs> if we ever do another Mount Nerdmore, Topher Grace is going to push it, because it seems like he gets into these Hollywood parties yep. and, like, runs into, like, the guys who did Back to the Future Instead of trying to get a job from him, goes like, okay, so why did you make the decision <laughs> yeah. for two ties? Yeah. yeah. Finding out the nerd, <laughs> the deeper meaning behind the nerd. Yeah, he showed up in Ocean's Eleven and had that great bit part. Topher yeah. Grace is, is, is good people. Um, but anyway, uh, Doc Brown, I love it. I just also want to back up Back to the Future 3. It's always a fun watch, especially when he shows up with the the time traveling train. Yeah, and you can watch the kid do the weird gesture. I'm gonna pee. <laughs> Apparently, he said he had to pee. I can't not see it now. I just sit there waiting for him to do it. You just ruined a couple people in that movie. <laughs> but that, see, that adds to the enjoyment. It's like everybody that's a Lord of the Rings fan knows that Aragorn broke his toe and he kicks the helmet. Like yeah. it's one of those things you're like, <laughs> you point at it like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's the kid. But anyway. But it's if you a, get dog in your posse, I I think that means you get a flying train. Uh, yeah, flying train that goes back to the future. Anyway. That takes steam and gigawatts. I wanted an actual medical doctor, sort of, but that's going to be, you're going to hear a nice little rant from news groups in the mid-90s. But anyway. <laughs> I like it. What's your first pick, Mikey? Let's get into it. These are our actual picks for our posse. So, Deadwood, as much praise as I gave it, what could be better? 
but um, Kevin knows what's better because he said it earlier, and I did pick it because I had a real hard time putting anybody above him. But Doc Holliday ah, is going to be the doctor. I'm yes. my posse. But which one? The historical one or one of the ones from the movie? See, that's the thing. That is the thing. And so and I, he's been portrayed multiple times. I, I, I have it. I was surprised. I was blown away. So, I mean, you're right. Do you um, know why? It's because the gunfight at the OK Corral is one of the actual... Shootouts. Historical documented shootouts. Yep. Most shootouts are mm-hmm. from like pulp novels that never really happened. Yeah, yeah. But this is an actual documented, they have, we have records of it where people were standing and what they were doing. And witnesses and yeah. accounts and yeah, diaries. There was, a, there was a whole court case. Yeah. So, I mean, ideal pick, I get the real dude. I do a Bill and Ted, I go back and I put him <laughs> in my phone booth. Hey, yeah. Mr. Halloween, come with us. <laughs> Mr. Holiday, Doc, <laughs> Sir, Doctor, Doctor Holiday, we need you to come with us. I wouldn't take the real person because squeeze over, so crates. <laughs> I forgot about so crates. Uh, I have such a tangent about Bill and Ted, but I'll keep it in the brain. Love that movie. Uh, Doc Holiday in real life was a gunslinger, was yeah. a dentist, was mm-hmm. a gambler, yeah. was an educated man. Yeah. All the lore that you hear about is mostly true. Uh, the one thing they uh, like make a note of trying to dial back is that Doc Holliday has a reputation for like killing a bunch of people, especially because he was involved in the OK Corral shootout. Mm-hmm. Turns out he killed one to three, maybe, in real life, which in real life, that's kind of badass. So not going to cross Doc Holliday. I'm going to invite him to my team. But for me, the ultimate representation of it, well, let me tease the lead a little bit. Oh, Here's the other people that played Doc Holliday that right. I had no idea about. Cesar Romero. Oh. Kirk Douglas. Oh. Adam West. Oh, hey, there you go. Martin Landau. Jack Kelly. Sam Gilman. Stacy Keach. Willie mm. Nelson. Val Kilmer. Willie Nelson? Yeah. Dennis Quaid. Randy Quaid. And currently rumored to be in a biopic about Doc Holliday, Jeremy Renner. Oh. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. It's still, it's still on the table. Okay. This is current news. Yeah. We, we we wished him well and I, I yeah. hear he's recovering well. Yeah, there was just they just put out uh he just put out a video of him um doing the stationary bike. Oh right um. Yeah. But so many people have played Doc Holiday. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Willie Nelson played him in the movie Stagecoach from eighty six. Oh. Okay. To, if you ever want to it's very funny to go see pictures because it's like serious Willie Nelson and you're like, That's not right. <laughs> Where's your headband? <laughs> Where's your lazy smile? Mm. Come on, Willie, we know better. Uh, but no, Val Kilmer is and will always be my Huckleberry oh, and my Holiday. Yeah. He's from Tombstone, and if you don't know Tombstone... Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, how could you not? I was going to say, I'll, I'll say it like Kevin does. How could you not? Tombstone is the epitome of Wild West cowboy posse it's, movie. It's one, of the, it's one of the top ten at least. Yep. Maybe top five, but top ten for sure. A, a cast list longer than my entire body. Yeah. And the main thing being that Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp were historical best friends. Mm-hmm. And that's the main relationship in this movie. And that's between Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry between them is awesome. But Val Kilmer steals every scene he's in. Yep. For those that haven't seen it or you want a good reminder, I like to watch this as a pick-me-up. But the scene between Johnny Ringo and Doc Holliday when they're in the saloon Take cowboy movie, take Western out of it. This is just amazing cinema because mm-hmm. it's a confrontation. And in about a minute and a half, you understand everything about Doc Holliday. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He's deadly. He might be dying. And he, <laughs> really, he really doesn't care. Yeah. Because in vino veritas. Yes. He's drunk and he speaks the truth. <laughs> oh, that scene is so good. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. And he's a dentist, so I do get some bonus uh, actual yeah. medical value out of it. Sure. But Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer version, would be awesome. It would be awesome. The real Doc Holliday, I didn't know this, lived in Dallas for a while. Oh, yeah. So part That's of him was cool. a hometown boy. Hmm. And then just to wrap it up, I found this and I wanted to read it just because it, it's so neat. Because it is a real dude. And so you can go out there and find accounts of it. But in relation to his character... Uh, throughout his lifetime, Holiday was known by many of his peers as a tempered, calm Southern gentleman. In 1896, article Wyatt Earp said, I found him a loyal friend and good company. He was a dentist whom necessity had made a gambler, a gentleman whose disease had made a vagabond, a philosopher whose life had made him a caustic wit, a long, lean, blonde fellow nearly dead with consumption, and at the same time the most skillful gambler and nerviest, speediest, deadliest man with a six-gun I ever knew. Dang. That's what he actually said about it. Wow. So I'm picking, like, how can you not pick that? Yes. And he's a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. He just sounds like an all-around awesome dude. That's great. And then finally, in another newspaper interview, Holiday was asked uh, if his conscience ever troubled him. (laughs) And he was reported to have said, I coughed that up with my lungs years ago. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Is he joking about him having, what is it? Did he have TB? He had tuberculosis. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's he was a jokester. In the movie, yeah. he has that line. He's talking to Johnny Ringo again, and he's like, I don't know. He reminds me of me. Nope, I'm sure of it. I hate him. <laughs> I it's like, oh, that's so smart. That's that caustic wit. It's funny when I we forget living here in Dallas that it used to be like a train stop. That's why Dallas exists. Yes. In the in the old west. It was the last stop before you got to like Wild West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there the Trinity River's here, so there's water mm-hmm. for the trains. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only that's that's why Dallas is here. <laughs> uh, we were a train stop. Yeah. That's crazy. And Doc Holliday lived here that's for a time. A good one. Apparently he had like this is crazy just to read it. He had an office that was located on Elm Street between Market and Austin. Oh wait, that's like I know where that is. <laughs> that's the weird part. <laughs> but that's historical. He oh, had an wow. office there. That's crazy. Is, is what's there now? Is that like a is that like Club Dada or something? Maybe <laughs> we'd have to go find it. Like, it's a taco stand. <laughs> if it's a whiskey joint, ooh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever <laughs> business it is, you should be able to use Huckleberry as a like a discount word or something. <laughs> yeah. It's the password to get in. Yeah. All right. Now, again, my number one pick might be kind of silly. It's going to throw people for a loop. All right. But yes. I'm picking Dr. Quinn, medicine woman's <gasps> adopted daughter. Oh, well, that was still cool. Dr. Colleen Cooper. <laughs> Colleen Cooper. Okay, yeah, I remember. He got me psyched up, though. I was I was so on board with just Dr. Quinn. I went down an old rabbit hole here with this. I loved Dr. Quinn. I loved watching it. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was something that I like watched with my mom mm-hmm. that we had bonding time over, but uh-huh. then I saw the years it was on, I wasn't living at my house. In the- <laughs> Uh-oh. That excuse, that alibi did not check out. I know that my mom loved the show. Yeah. I know that she did, as most housewives in the 90s did, because I think it was for them. Oh, for sure. It was Jane Seymour with Dr. Gwen, and she was super famous. And Wholesome it had, and endearing. And it had that, it had that, what, Joe Lando, was that the guy who was basically a uh, an American version of Fabio? Yes. Like, oh, li- uh, yeah, like yeah. literally, the if you look at the DVD covers, he's sitting there with that native shirt opened up. It looks like... Doesn't have laces. It's just blow- yes. blowing in the wind. Yes, it looks like the cover of one of those Fabio novels. 
And his hair is way too good for yes. the Wild West times. Yes. Like, it's no way it yeah. has that sheen. Come no. on now. No. This was not a show made for a, <laughs> coll- a kid in college. Because <laughs> it ran from 93 to 98. And <laughs> that's when I was in college. <laughs> I get it. I don't know. I was watching Dr. Quinn. I liked it. So sue me. The, the thing that happened, there was something that happened during Dr. Quinn. What's that? From 93 to 95, her adopted daughter, Colleen Cooper, was played by an actress named Erica Flores. Okay. But then, mid-season 95 until Ooh. 98, she was replaced with Jessica Bowman, a totally different actress who looked very different from her. That's one that's no bueno. Yeah. That's, that's bad TV show 101. Yeah. But real quick, what's your immediate preference between the two? Or are you about to get into yeah, it? Yeah, we'll get okay. into it. This is a whole this is a whole thing. <laughs> this is a whole thing that happened. I love it. And this is a whole thing that I got into. And this is early internet stuff, chillins. <laughs> you get <laughs> buckle up. Here we go. First, let me just tell you what Dr. Quinn is for those of you who don't know. There you go. The show was actually huge. Like internet it got dubbed and sent around the world. There's like a hundred different dubs of Dr. Quinn. I believe it. And and, syndication and all that. Yeah, it's a, it became a huge show internationally, starring Jane Seymour, who plays Dr. Michaela Quinn, call her Dr. Mike. <laughs> uh, she's a physician from Boston who leaves in search of adventure in the, the Old West and settles in Colorado Springs, Colorado. There you go. And while she's there, there's this no good guy named Ethan Cooper, and I think he gets himself killed and runs off. I forget what happens to him. But his wife, Charlotte, gets like bit by a snake, and they take her to Dr. Quinn, but she can't save her. Yep. So there's like these three orphans for kids now. So basically she kind of adopts them, takes them that's in. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they, that's the little family. And then, like we said earlier, there's this like guy who's gone native, this white guy who's gone native who lives with the Native Americans, who's her <laughs> love interest, and he looks like American Fabio. And, you know, and it deals with, it's got a little bit of Little House on the Prairie. Oh, for sure. Mixed with, like, a, a medical procedural. Yes. So it's kind of ER mixed with Little House on the Prairie, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I used to watch Little House on the Prairie, too. That's a good show. It's all, I, I, you're making me realize how many doctor shows I've watched, so <laughs> we're learning things about ourselves. But it was on CBS for six seasons, had 150 episodes, and two specials. Was do a we, phenomenon. Do we know if those are holiday specials or just specials straight up? I don't know. I think they're like whatever happened specials. Oh, okay. I, I got think. you. Yeah. Um, like a, where are they now? Colleen Cooper was the daughter. There was there was the older son who was played by Chad Allen. Who, if you saw him, you would recognize him. He was a, a big time child actor back then, and he was a teenager at this point, I yeah. believe. And then there was a younger brother who's no one of note, really. Sorry, no <laughs> offense. <laughs> He's there to be cute. And then the middle child was Colleen. And Colleen was this frontier girl who was very intelligent. And Dr. Quinn saw a lot of, like, they related to each other because that was the thing is Dr. Quinn, you know, there weren't a lot of female doctors back then. Yeah. And women were encouraged to be smart and independent. And that's kind of what they're exploring through this show. Absolutely. And as such, like, this girl, she's like this frontier girl who's lost her mom and her dad's a piece of junk. And 
she's kind of got that spunk to her, but and kind of a chip on her shoulder. But For then sure. at the same time, she's like very intelligent. She ends up like becoming working in the library as a librarian. That's right. And she's super like bookish and stuff, but she's also really attractive and develops early. There's a whole episode about her developing early. <laughs> Don't think I'm weird. A very there's, special episode. Yeah, there's a whole episode about it. But she's trying to figure out to deal with boys and stuff, but also like, but she's smart too. Like, why don't they see me for my brain? It's that yeah. kind of type of thing. She gets the coming of age, like Anne with an right. treatment for sure. Right, for sure. And then she starts uh, helping out in the clinic and then decides that she wants to become a, a doctor and ends up going off to Denver to get her medical doctorate at oh. some point. Of course, that latter half happened with the second calling. <laughs> Because apparently what, and it's it's sad because it's a tragic story of Hollywood parent. Gotcha. And basically what was, what was happening is the show was a hit. Yeah. They came to everyone. We're going to give you five-year contracts. Yeah. Erica Flores' dad said, it's not enough money. Let's hold out. Oh. And. Studio said, find me another Timmy. Yes. Oh. Find me another Colleen. Yeah. <sighs> And the part of the problem was, is that it's not that Jessica Bowman isn't a good actress. She's fine. It's that the way that they were played wasn't the same. They didn't play them the same. Gotcha. And they markedly were different looking actresses and feel. Erica Flores felt much more spunky, much more. She had that kind of frontier quality, much more Laura Ingalls-ish, you know, that yeah, yeah. type of frontier thing. Um, and Jessica Bowman... Uh, is, seemed a little more prim. She played it a little more like... Like you know. Little Women? No. Yes, no, <laughs> perfect, perfect. More like a Little Women yeah, gotcha. type, type way of it. Yeah, much more prim and proper. Yep. So she, they played it differently. And then also, too, you know, they they had like different body types. So the, the earlier thing when they're talking about her developing and then this other girl shows up and you're like, <laughs> what happened? Not that that's a... But still. Yeah. Did they make any attempt to try and make it seem like the old actress? In what way? Like, Other than they called her the name? that she, Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, if they were so pronounced, it sounds like they even wrote her differently. Like, they seem to have a little Tried bit. to make her her own different character, in, but in it a was way, the same name. Weird. Yeah, she didn't act exactly the same. Weird. And this was... I was on Quinn <laughs> back in the 90s, and there was arguments all over the place yep. about it. This was like a big, a huge issue. <laughs> and you can still, you can still find people talking about it this day on Reddit. Oh yeah. Which well, is the that makes sense. Modern version of all dot, you know, the news groups for sure at the time. What's happened is, is that God bless the internet. They've seen through like that story of her father. Wasn't the story that was given at the time because studios aren't going to do that. Oh yeah. 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 They said that she left to pursue her schooling. Yeah. Which, make a polite yeah. PR excuse. Um, and that's what it was at the time. It didn't make any sense to anybody, but anyway, <laughs> that's what happened. So my pick, cause I want this cause we do this sometimes. Yes. We bring people back. I'm bringing back OG Erica Flores because, and this is the difference. She was spunky in the arc that she was going on. I could see her being that frontier girl who's a doctor now. Because that's the problem with Dr. Quinn is she came from Boston. I got you. And she never really... she will, Joe Lando would do all the tangling for yeah, her and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But Colleen, as played by Erica Flores, had the spunk. That was the difference. Is After she left, Jessica Bowman played Colleen more like a little Dr. Quinn. Gotcha. She was more pr proper. Yeah, yeah. She was a little bit, you know, a little bit more fancy. And Erica Flores played her more as like a, I've grown out here in Colorado Springs. I know how to 
ride yep. and rope or whatever. So that's the kind of person you want. I take care of myself. Yes, I know yeah. I take care of myself. She seemed like someone who had a no good dad and a mom who died young, <laughs> you know? Whereas the other girl didn't play it that way. No offense to her. I get it. So that's what I want. I want the Erica Flores version of Colleen Cooper I who would it. have played her all the way until the specials in the late 90s. And then she would have been the reboot Dr. Quinn. Like when they brought it back, she would have been Dr. Quinn again Yeah, as the understudy, but the new Dr. Quinn. Yeah, something like that. So <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. I was on the internet in the <laughs> 90s. Why'd they change it? Arguing, yes. There was Dr. Quinn message boards. There was, it was all, we were all over it. Well, it there was arguments. People were like, leave, leave Jessica alone. She's doing a great job. <laughs> did they write the character when the, with the second actress, did they write the character to go off to college because the audience didn't like the second character? No, she was there till the end. Oh, till the end. Okay. Yeah. No, they, they dug in. That's I mean, crazy. they changed it mid season <laughs> and didn't say anything about it in a confused everybody i believe that yeah there was no like there was no email going around being like next week's episode and she looked i don't know if the decision was like yeah she needs to look totally different because the whole family all the (laughs) no all the coopers were blonde and this girl was redheaded hey (laughs) don't ask questions it's the wild west strange (laughs) things happen anyway now that is a good pick. I bet you didn't download this thinking you'd hear a rant about Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and the <laughs> casting choices that were made. But and, now, and Erica Flores' dad, I hope you got whatever you got. But now I do want to see the B-story bits from your posse with the uh, bonding and hijinks between Nehru and Colleen, because that seems like a recipe for fun. Yes. That's kind of that's kind of my thinking too, <laughs> because part of Doctor Quinn yes was that cloud dancing the medicine man that's right taught her a whole bunch of Native American techniques she and she the, taught him yeah uh, you know Western techniques I forgot so about that, that they yeah. like helped each other out that's what I'm thinking here it's like <laughs> a little mini version of that we gotta start writing this down now We're yeah getting, our idea is getting awesome. <laughs> Oh, Your idea fine. is getting awesome. I'm just going to make John Wick show up in Act 3. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> wild West wild, wild West can do it. We can do it. Wicky, wicky. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't, don't sing. <sighs> but that was an awesome first pick. Yeah. Colleen Cooper. And for me, Doc Holliday. Yeah. <laughs> they can be a movie together. We can make that duo buddy movie, too. Oh, yeah. Writes itself. So you guys know our picks. We want to know your picks. Please. Uh, hit us up on our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to Instagram though, because that has pictures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, if you guys want to support our adventure into positivity and give us a little boost and help us pay for putting the podcast up, yes. you can buy us a coffee. Get us caffeine. You can go buymeacoffee.com slash assuming pod and give the podcast some caffeine to carry on the mission. <laughs> Say hi to my friend Joe. <laughs> This is a good cup of joe. <laughs> What's that from? Damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs> Twin Peaks, though. Yeah. That's where my brain was mm-hmm, going. Mm-hmm. That's where my brain was going, too. <laughs> uh, you can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Dot com. Every week I say, Mikey, why do I do this to you? And he goes, <laughs> I don't know. Would you stop? But it's, I'm going to keep doing it. How would you like them to format the Gmail? I don't know. Would you stop? <laughs> Well, no, partner, I'll make it easy on you. I reckon you were figuring this one was coming anyway, but you know the lingo, you know the slang, you know the words that all the cool cow pokes are using. Oh, don't wow. be don't be snake bitter ornery about it. Don't be yellow. We're friendly. You can write us in, but 
Write it in some cowboy slang. <laughs> take that take that G key off your keyboard. You ain't using it once. <laughs> Let me know. Give me that hot spittoon take. <laughs> oh, it's a good. See, that's why I do it. He always <laughs> makes me giggle. We want to thank you, Positron, so much for listening. We love you guys so much. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, Not Scott Production for Equipment, Jazzar for Music, and we hope you guys have a good old Western week. Yeehaw! Get Boom. up and ride. Get down to boot town. <laughs> I don't want to start like I'm selling boots. Yep. Get down to boot town. <laughs> <laughs>